Hi, this is Maya. This podcast is for people. These people are over 18. If you are not one of those people who are over 18, you should go somewhere else. Thank you for downloading another Massacast. You know, two people, two whole people have donated to the podcast in the last two months. It's so helpful. The second person, I just got an, uh, an email today, someone saying, hey, I donated 20 bucks. And that's really very helpful. You have no idea. So uh, two people in two months, I think that's pretty good. If you'd like to show your appreciation for the podcast monetarily, you can do that by clicking the donate button by going to massacast.com. And it's all anonymous. I'm, I don't share it. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even look. You can uh, email the people who are on the podcast and say, I really enjoyed your episode because, you know, it makes them feel good. Uh, and uh, you can also just email me on FetLife, Mastercast is your name, or Mastercast at gmail.com. Lots of ways you can help the podcast. Uh, another quick announcement. Uh, Saad and I, who uh, we've participated in the uh, New York City Kinky Living Workshop several times now, and we've been asked back. We must be pretty good. Uh, it's going to be happening again May 20... I don't know why. I mean, it's really flattering that they, they've asked us back. May 26th and 27th, it's the Creating and Living a Positive BDSM and Kinky Lifestyle Relationship uh, Workshop. It's two days, and then Saad and I will be there Sunday to answer questions, talk about our relationship and how it started and the trials and tribulations of being in a DS relationship. There's all these different things uh, that go into it. Um, but it's, again, Saturday, uh, May 26th, and then Sunday, May 27th. Uh, you can find the FetLife uh, announcement. Uh, it's FetLife.com. You can find the FetLife event link uh, on uh, the Massacast webpage for this episode. If you look at it, you'll find the FetLife link. But uh, that's coming up May 26th and 27th, and uh, we hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. This episode, it's part two with uh, our conversation with our friend Natasha Gornick who, uh, if you haven't heard part one, I highly suggest you go back and listen to uh, her episode, part one, uh, a couple episodes back. We started uh, the part two by talking about um, how she travels all the time. I wonder where Natasha is today. I'm like, she's in like Rio de Janeiro today. And like tomorrow she's at the Vatican. And then the next day, she, you know what I mean? It's it like, took us over two months just to schedule this interview because you were traveling yeah. every week to a different place. Yeah, so, I travel. <laughs> so like uh, when you get to these places... I mean, my inclination would be like, let's see what's kinky local. Let's see, let's see the local kinky shit. Right? Sure. Well, it's part of my job. Right. I I feel that, you know, I hate to say job because it makes it sound like some like you, you have to, part of you your know, life. you're punching a time card and it's sure. like an obligation. Right. It's all very enjoyable. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm, um, right. I am looking for a kinky situation because I, I want to make a kinky photograph. I want a kinky, ex- well, actually I want a kinky experience and I happened to take the kinky photograph with it, and I also have this, and once I started the blog, then I had stories to tell other people. So, can you give us like an example of, you fly into Prague, how do you find, or wherever, mm. can you give us an example of like, how do you find the local kinky thing? Is it right. the internet, or I mean... And- it is, it's the internet. I did, um, one, this is like one of my favorites, when I went to Berlin um, two summers ago, I, well, the great thing about having a slave, too, is that he could do all the research for you. Yeah. So I get there, and I already have a list of um, links that I should check out. So he had sent me one uh, for the Insomnia Club. And uh, I had a couple of friends who were there, but they're not kinky, so I had to kind of go at it alone. And I went to the club, 
and I really wanted to experience. I was on a mission to have an experience. And I had already had a crazy experience in Amsterdam, so I was like, I don't even know if I can top that, but I'm going to try. And right, it just went, you know. I guess when you're on a mission, I'm, I'm very good at getting what I want. It always <laughs> works out that way. So what happened? So I got to the club, and it was a pretty dead night. And it's this beautiful club. It looks like a church on the inside. And there's a huge screen that's projecting, like, this really sexy porn. And there's really good-looking people there who don't speak uh, much. They may not speak. And I, I shouldn't even say they don't speak English because I'm in their country. I don't speak any German. So yeah. there's a big language barrier. And, um, you know, I dressed the part and I looked sexy. And uh, I ended up befriending this really attractive man who spoke some English. And we had a few drinks. And um, I just pretty much let him know that I was looking for an experience. And upstairs, there were, like, four beds, and it was, like, the voyeur room, and it was also the playroom. And this couple was there, a very attractive German couple, and they spoke to him in German, and he was like, oh, they'd like for us to go upstairs with them. And I said, let me finish this glass of wine. Let's do it. So then I went upstairs, and we ended up having, like, a four-way in front of all these people. And it was just an incredible experience. It was incredible until I looked up and saw it was like eight old men watching. And I was like, okay, it's time to, right. <laughs> it's time to wrap this up now. But so because of that, I met this couple and the guy didn't work out so well. The, but, guy, the, the guy, not the guy in the couple, but the single guy. Exactly. The why single didn't guy. It, why didn't it work out? It's just, he was like. He was a catalyst to get where I wanted to sure. get you know it just what it just didn't work. it was great for for the for the time and we you had, had a nice time it, it worked out right we right it, it did work out that night but then I was interested in this other couple so I ended up getting their email or phone number or something or they got mine and we ended up having a threesome three days later and I got some incredible photography out of the situation but like when you when you showed up there did you say I want to have a four-way and then hopefully meet a couple for a threesome. You're just saying, I just want some... No, I want an experience. Right. I went in there with a very open mind and very <laughs> open legs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just ready for anything. Come what may. Exactly. And so how did... And may may what come. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, this sounds like something that... was it is it scary? Is there some sort of sense of danger you get off on? Or is it... I think some women just live the penthouse forms articles. Yeah. You know, we read those, we're inspired by them, and we're like, hey, you know what, I can have that. You know, maybe, and going back to, you know, being a kid and reading penthouse forum under my dad's mattress or grabbing it and <laughs> reading it, like, maybe I did aspire to be that. Maybe I was like, I want to be that when I grow up, at least for a night. You know, one of those situations. So, but no, I, I, maybe I should be more scared. I don't know. I've been in a lot of situations where I've had people say to me, like, be careful. And that always pissed me off when they said that. Because I was like, what do you mean, be careful? Like, But have you ever been in a situation where you were, it was maybe a dangerous situation or anything like that? or was Not it, that I know of. No? That's no. pretty good. Yeah. Have you thought of, like, writing a book or maybe opening your blog up to more of these experiences? Because your, your blog sort of does... You kind of touch on it when you talk mm -hmm. about it, but you don't really give graphic detail or anything like that. Well, right? that's the beauty of it, too. You know, I, I, I brought my, my work into the art world, and it's gotten 
some slack from the people that I've shown it to because they're like, oh, this is, it's, it's not, they, they don't even seem to be turned off that it, because it's like porn or it's too much. It's more like it's too obvious. And I it's kind of, it's too intentional. Yes. No, it's, it's too like, okay, there's a guy jerking off. And I've heard from a few people, it was, it's, it was great to like show my work around and get this feedback. Cause it was like, well, it'd be really interesting to see like the piece of skin with a little bit of cum. We didn't know it was cum. You know, they just give feedback like that. So I, I retrain my brain to like, kind of not put the period at the end of the sentence, but like find the comma. Did you know what I mean? And then I think that the way that I write is kind of in that same fashion. I think. I've never thought about it before, though. The slack you got from the art world, is that is that just because they have their own sense of what is good and what is bad? And Yes. And well, I think that... Well, it's all subjective. Right. I mean, it's just all a matter of opinion. You know, and you take what you want from people's opinions and you do, you do what you want with it. And I think that it's really valuable to hear so many people's opinions, especially people who are out there who know what's, you know, will go to, like, that aspect of the art world now, like, what's marketable. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the art world is definitely not that interested in sexy photography, and they're not that interested in fetish photography. So for me, I was trying to find a way to still be myself because it's really important for me to be me, which is probably why I go under my name too, because I just want to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, to be me, but to somehow like fit into that niche as well. You know, people always want to see something different. They want to twist. And I think you see that once and you see like a master and then you see a lot of other people do it. And it's like, how often are we going to see the same picture of the hard on and the guy holding it or the guy in the, the, you know, the cock and ball torture? Although I don't often see the cock and ball torture picture, (laughs) but, um, you know, it's hard to explain. It's just, but I mean, do you think it might be just one of those things that you just have to, you're just going to live your life. And then 50 years after you die, there's going to be a huge run on your photography. And they're they're like, I've got a Gornick. <laughs> I've got an original Gornick hanging in my living room, and it's it's located right next to a sod, you know. Well, listen, I think that the experiences I've had and the people that I photograph and the content within my photography, I hope that does happen. But this is why I think you telling the story. For example, if you if you showed if you showed the picture of uh, the couple in Germany, right? If you just showed any picture of them, right? Whatever. Um, it's so easy to get different types of media out there, you could tell this story mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, when people know the story behind it, there's context and it's all of a sudden people are like, oh God, that's that that photo speaks to me in a completely different way because of the experience you were in and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. So now that photo is all of a sudden, that photo is worth something very, before it was just a few people fucking before, you know? Whatever. Right. Or I, the way that I photographed it was you know where it's just like a clusterfuck of legs and wait is that a pussy right wait what is that a bald spot in his head like what the fuck is going on in that picture and i want to be there like what the fuck happened like that you know i try to approach it like that too i I want people to like i guess what what sometimes happens with art that could be qualified as like porn porn art or fetish art or erotic art Ooh, bad word in the art world erotic art Um, is, you know, you look at it and you've seen it and then you look away. 
Whereas if it's something where you're just not sure exactly what's going on and there's something going on, but you don't really know what that is and you want to take a step in and look more. Like, for example, the the artists you were talking about from the 80s or people, mm-hmm. you, you know, that that that's good stuff. And alternatively, too, you might... I mean, I can see a situation where you have your your site for your artwork and then if someone wants to see the dirtier stuff the more graphic the more intentional things Mm -hmm. maybe you have a pay site for that and it's treated like porn you treat it like porn right well i have a site outside of natashagornick.com yeah nastybydesign.com yeah and that has it's 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 for the fetishists yeah it's for the the pervert it's for the kinkster it's 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 the dirtier pictures is it because that's that's the stuff you want to show Everyone else. There was just, just came, became like I don't know when it happened. It was very recent when I just like I wanted to make that distinction in a sense. I wanted to just kind of not that I ever want to separate my work, but I kind of do want to separate my work. Like sure. maybe the photograph that I took in the Catskills was sought over the summer. You know, of the the trailer doesn't need to be next to the guy getting uh, carrot shoved up his ass. Maybe that can be on the different site. Sure. <laughs> I have a hard time picturing those two things next to each other. Because I've seen, I've seen one of the pictures, uh-huh. and I'd like not to see the other one. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you what did happen in Amsterdam. And what, I mean, what, what happened in Amsterdam before Berlin? Well, it was you, so hard to talk. What ha- <laughs> Amsterdam was a blast. I, I went to Amsterdam, Amsterdam like I was on a mission. And okay. <laughs> what was the mission first? Oh, I wanted to fuck two prostitutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. You just got a fist bump from Saad there. <laughs> you, you said, I want to fuck two prostitutes. I did. Why two? Why not one? Because you already had fucked one? Or... Um, why two? Why not one? Because I could. Sure. You know, I, I had this, this, this person in my life who was like... You should do whatever you want, whenever you want to do it, Tasha. And the first thing that came to my mind when I landed in Amsterdam was, what I want is to fuck two prostitutes. <laughs> so I set out to do that. And it was a really funny ride getting there, but I ended up fucking two prostitutes. How in the hell? Okay, tell us about the ride there. Well, I went to the red light district, which I found to be pretty boring in comparison to, you know... Life. <laughs> what we might have imagined would happen. Yeah, exactly. You imagine like the red light district, maybe sort of like a, a fast food version of. Well, there's nothing authentic about it. You know, I'm not really into strip clubs because the stripper. It's not. It's not because the strippers aren't sexy. It's because they're 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 acting. It's fake. They're not doing a good job of acting too. Usually, it's like they're getting paid to do this thing, and that to me isn't sexy. Very rarely do they actually want to show up and take their clothes off. Right. You want to see something that someone would maybe do for free. Or, right, and that, that uh, actually, that's a contradiction to what I ended up doing, and that's fucking two prostitutes for money. Yeah. But it, it was it was something about, it was so stagey, it, it felt like Disneyland to me. So I ended up going to bars and um, making friends with bartenders, and I was like, hey, where can I find a brothel? And I found out that it's actually really hard to find a brothel where they'll um, take female clients. Why is that? I don't know. 
Is it because girls are inherently dirty and wrong? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not sure, but there aren't a lot of um, brothels actually in Europe, I've come to find out, hmm. where it's like, where that's, I don't want to say it's acceptable, but there aren't a lot of um, of the, the call girls who will, who will take female clients. So, yeah, you're looking for male prostitutes, female trans, Right, so I'm looking for what? female prostitutes. Right. Okay. Yeah, I want to get my girl on. <laughs> Is it because maybe it's harder to get a woman off in their minds? Or maybe they're just not interested? Yeah, maybe it's that, right? Maybe there's that level of, like... I've never found that to be true, by the <laughs> this way. This is a lot more work. <laughs> right, I should, right. I, should, I should say I've never found that to be true. I just want to, you know... I think it's easier to... Um, you know, I, men are easier. Sure. Men, you're absolutely right. Men are easier to please. You know, women can can be fake and they can shake their ass in the man's face, and it seems to work. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not that easy for women, and I know from experience, from an, a recent experience I had, that it's really not that easy. Okay. But um, you know, I have to ask you about that too now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I went. I got. I ended up like. Uh, Three bars later, I was introduced to a taxi driver. And the thing there is you can pay a taxi driver to, like, kind of take you around to, to places. And you pay, you know, you pay them extra. And we we ended up going first to a boathouse and nobody would answer the door. And then we ended up going to this other place, which looked abandoned and maybe, like, it never existed. Or maybe they saw that I was a woman, so they didn't answer the door. At this point, I'm, I'm pretty tipsy, so I felt really defeated. And I was, like, kicking dust. And I was like, oh, just take me back to the hotel. So I go back to the hotel and I have my slave. I'm telling him my tale of woe and how I'm not going to be able to fuck two prostitutes. Please find me something. So then um, he ends up sending me three links. <laughs> this is so... <laughs> What's wrong, little girl? I didn't get to fuck two prostitutes. Right. I can't have strap on sex tonight. Right. Well, we should say going in this, you wanted to be the one wearing the strap on or you wanted to have someone... I mean, what was your ideal? In this? I wanted to lay there and be pleasured. Okay. Yes. So... Uh, what happened? Oh, he, I ended up finding a brothel that was like three blocks from the hotel. And I went over there and it was wild experience. <laughs> the Golden Key. Yeah, it was the, the was the name of the place. And there was an Asian man there. He was like, he ran the joint and he kind of told me what was up. And he said, well, you know, for, for, 75 euro you can come in and you'll have two drinks on the house and you can see if this is something you're interested in if there are any women that were interesting to you and if not then you can have your drinks and you you can take off sure so i got in there and it was uh hilarious it was huge totally smoky because everybody smokes and there were like there was one turkish man there who was drunk off his ass and he was <laughs> cackling pretty much and then there was really loud music and black lights and there were four call girls all romanian sitting around the bar and they were all looking at me doing this dance people can't see this but you're like you're doing sort of the the shoulder it's like the sit pop. on right exactly it's like shoulder pop sitting on the this bar Saturday Night Live like guys a at snarl the club dance they were yeah. doing a snarl dance yeah <laughs> like looking at me like you know you in want their seat. yeah 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 <laughs> oh so they were like coming on to you they were like looking at you sexily like Sure, I so, mean... No, but it wasn't like, who's she? Was no, it like, no, it okay. was like, I was a client. I mean, I'm sure that they were given the heads up before I walked okay. in the door. It was a pretty slow night. Okay. <laughs> so, um, he comes back to me, and he's... I, I drank a little more. I drank some courage, because I was a little nervous. Sure. And he said, you know, who would you like? And I looked around, and I said, I'll take her. And then I looked around again, and I said, I'll take her, too. 
And so they both came over and they brought me up to the room. I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt. Because you, you can't just... What What made you decide on those two? What was it about those two that the other ones did not have? The one had really long hair and amazing tits, and she was wearing a, a crucifix. So visually, I was just really interested okay. in her. I was like, mm-hmm. this crucifix and these huge tits, and like, that gonna, is something. If you want to sin, you're going to sin with Jesus. Exactly. Sure. Because I see Jesus every time I come. Right, okay. <laughs> and uh, the other one, I, I didn't really pay much mind to her. I just wanted two, so I went with the other one as well. They seem to be friends. So we <laughs> went up. well together. Right, exactly. I was sure. like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. So we went upstairs, and um, there was the heart-shaped bath. It was huge. It was actually a huge suite, and there was a heart-shaped bathtub, and they st- drew a bath. And they, I think, wanted it to be... I think they thought, because I was a woman, that I wanted, like, romance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can we have some cocaine? What? Yeah, I, like, I wanted a party. I wanted to be, like, a dude. You know, this is a fantasy of mine. Sure. And um, so they, they got some cocaine, and we did some rush, and eight hours later, I left. Okay. <laughs> eight hours? I spent so much money there, yes. I <laughs> okay. left. I was... I was kind of out of my mind. So okay. she actually talked me out of it too. The one girl, like they stayed for two hours. Cause that was my time. And then the one left and I stayed with the other one for a while. And they were totally cool with me taking photographs too. Right. And, uh, I was like, let's just keep going. And can I spend the night? And she was like, you know what? I think you really need to go. <laughs> so what? So, so I think she sympathized with me as like a woman to a woman. She was, and she would tell me, she's like, okay, so, in broken English, like, it, it's going to cost this much, and I just want you to know what you're getting into, and it's going to cost this much. And you're like, fuck it all, whatever. Right, and by hour four, I'm sure she was like, oh, we don't, I, clearly it doesn't matter what I'm saying. So, when you, when you're paying someone, and you can, you're, are you directing the show, or what do you, what do you, are you saying, you're just like, let's hang out, or, or is there fucking going on the whole time? Like, what, I don't, right. I eight mean, hours is Eight like, hours is a long time. Right. So, and it was a little patchy. There was a lot of fucking. Um, there was probably a lot of talking. Just having fun, you know, sure. girls girls being girls. <laughs> but so you did you did have a connection with them in some aspect. It wasn't just a... If there was talking, it wasn't just a... Yeah, I, everybody I photograph, I have to have a connection with. Sure. Please tell me there was a pillow fight. Oh, I wish. Tickle fight? We're going to have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> pillow in the panties. <laughs> <laughs> so... Was it what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah? Was there any negative aspect to the experience? The hangover. Yeah? The hangover was horrible, but the experience was so tremendous, and it was so, like, it was, like, check. Yeah. It was such a satisfying feeling, and I don't even know if I had an orgasm. I don't think that I did. It was just, it was so titillating just to be there and be involved in that situation. And it was such an experience. And looking through the photographs, I couldn't, I couldn't actually look at the photographs for about three days. Really? Sometimes that'll happen if I have like too crazy of an experience. I can't, I have to take a rest from them. And then I can go back once I'm like a little detached from the situation, from the experience. So what... If you didn't have an orgasm through the whole eight hours, did you just go home and rub one out right away, or what? It wasn't even necessary. Was it no? No, it was. It was really. 
again, like about the experience. Yeah. It's such a hard thing for guys to understand while they're sitting there with their blue balls. <gasps> totally. I don't understand. Right. Like, how can you not have an orgasm either in the experience or directly afterwards? Like, how do you live with that frustration? Well, no, but, you, but the situation itself can be so satisfying. But again, you're talking about how masculine she is the whole time, and so that I was thinking as a guy. Yeah, I, I, right. I understand what you're saying, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a woman. Sure. And it just wasn't necessary. It was a non-issue. It wasn't like, oh damn, I spent all that money and I didn't even come. It was like I came mentally, visually, photographically. The whole thing was an orgasm. It was the whole thing was you couldn't exactly. So I'm curious how this works. I've never paid for sex, much less for sex with two prostitutes. But we're like. I want you two to kiss, or, I mean, what, mm-hmm. yeah. I was demandy. Yeah. Demandy? Demandy. I also had my liquid courage, so I was really demandy. <laughs> All right, you two. I want you to take these two G.I. Joe dolls. Right. Put them in your stand. Want- You're not laughing right. Laugh, laugh, I say. <laughs> uh, probably not exactly that action, right. but. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it was it was such a it was such a crazy experience that I, I know I was like directing in the beginning, but like it, in the middle, it didn't really matter. You know, yeah. it was just like being there, and it was. What was the grand total? Oh God, a thousand euro. Wow, that's pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other thing? She, you mentioned something else very briefly. Oh, you said, you said, I wrote. I didn't even get a chance to write down. You said, um, you can't just shake your, someone can't just shake their ass in your face, face and that be enough. Mm-hmm. I learned that recently. Mm-hmm. I recently saw a call girl a few months ago yeah. in New York and, uh, it was not a good experience. It was, it was when I realized that some things can be left as fantasy. Like what? Like, when, well, why would you want to see a curl girl when you've already... I mean, if, if the point is to, to do a prostitute, or you just said, I, I want to mm-hmm. experience a call girl in New York. Is that well, I wanted to experience one sober. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was important to me. Was to... Um, I... Uh, I recently decided to quit drinking and to sober up and I it was really important to me I started I was in a relationship and I started this relationship and it was important to me to like make sure that I was getting into this kinky relationship and doing these things not because I was you know um altered in any way but because I actually like I was sober thinking and I really wanted to do it and it was as exciting as it would be without the alcohol sure so I had the opportunity to do so and I did it and it just again it something should be left fantasy <laughs> well what what was the what was wrong with it? Well, she treated me like a man. And she she was fake. I could read right through the fakeness. Do you know when you watch porn and they're so obviously faking it yeah. and they're just they're just a little their pitch is a little too high or they're just a little too rambunctious or they're just they look into the camera too much or maybe you even see them like look off camera to be directed and that just ruins it for me. And this particular um a woman she was she was being fake and it's so much harder for them to hide it to somebody who has experience being and working with other sex workers oh totally it just becomes so transparent yeah and and as being a woman you know like i know how to turn on that charm for men it's not that difficult so it's it's 
I don't, maybe she hasn't seen a lot of women or I don't know what, maybe it's worked on other women, but for me, it was like, it wasn't going to work on me. It didn't work on me, I should say. So it just, it wasn't an exciting experience for me. So when you, when you found her, did you, you, did you, I mean, I imagine you could probably find a call girl that would be all up for and really hot for being with a woman. Mm Mm-hmm. So I had sent her, we had done some emails back and forth beforehand, and I had sent her a link to a porn that I really liked. Mm -hmm. And I said, in so many words, like, this is what I'd like to do. And they weren't hard things. You know, the, the, she just, she, she, she hammed it up too much. It's like she would try to do the things that they were doing, but it wasn't, it wasn't authentic. And I, and, and I'm not, I, I, how can I... It just... Right, like authentic. It's Is a, it ever going to be authentic? Well, there's a difference between being personally invested in the role play that you're doing and having fun doing that and knowing that, you know, everybody's just partaking in this role play and it's all a game and it's fun. And then there's playing with somebody who's doing the role play because it's work. Right, right. And it's a totally different approach. It's a different vibe. And yeah, it's... It can't work if one person is really just into the free form of the role play, just setting up the parameters for the play, and somebody who's just trying to go by the script because they think that's all that's necessary. Yeah, and she was even, speaking of like literally going by the script, she was kind of talking like the one woman, but like really hamming it, like, do you like that? Do you like that so much, Natasha? And I was just like, Stop! Like, right. what are you doing? <laughs> but, oh, but this brings up another question because I can't even imagine that it was. These... It, it was. I am embarrassed thinking about it. It was embarrassing bravado. This <laughs> is like. But, would it have been different if you were drunk? Yes. <laughs> would you have bought into the hand? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. She's I've, such a good actress. Right. I wouldn't even care. But wait. But. But was the was the scene you sent her? I just imagine it was a really passionate scene. But now, with the way Sandy's described it, I imagine, like, was it like, a, was it a role play scene? Like, oh, you're a cheerleader and I'm No, a- no. It was actually just two women having sex. But right. there was a lot of chemistry and sure. passion there. And maybe there was just no chemistry between the two of us. Maybe, you, yeah, maybe you, maybe, did you sit down and talk with her beforehand or you just invite her over and that was it? We talked a little bit. I also think, it's like, things have changed within me. Like... This past relationship I was in has, have, and sobering up has changed a lot of things. Like I can no longer have the like one night stand with someone I don't know, and maybe that has something to do with it as well. It's like I didn't know her; she didn't know me. Mm-hmm. She did the best that she could with the material that I gave her, you know. Maybe right, like she was going by the script, but it just, you know, it just didn't connect. So how did it end? Did you say? I'm you becoming a softie. I'm like. <laughs> did you did you say like okay? You know what? Thanks anyway. Or did you did you fake it? Or did, how did you? How did I, you end I, it? I I couldn't. I didn't even have the gusto to fake it. I was just like this this. You said this isn't working. No, I didn't want to. I didn't have the heart to to tell her it wasn't working. I I you know we just I don't even know how it ended. I just it just kind of ended and she left and that was that. Oh, I think it ended with me saying, hey, maybe I could take some photographs of you sometime. When, and I photographed the experience, too. Oh, okay. So, you know, it wasn't for nothing, because I ended up getting some good photographs from it. So, but you didn't feel the same, like, titillation at all you, you felt? 
Because of her phoniness or whatever. Because of her phoniness. And again, I think that something's changed in my mind where intimacy is very important and I can't I find that intimacy with well, someone I don't just, really know. Maybe you're only just turned on by Romanian women. That could very well be <laughs> it, too. Um, did you have anything else in regard to... No? Your birthday, you know, if and whenever it happens, what we were talking about at the last girls' night. Oh, yeah. I think maybe just after we get past that point where we're comfortable or happy having those one-night stands, I feel like, I don't know, maybe our group of girlfriends is kind of reaching that point where we're tired of these casual flings that are so casual that they can't there's too much missed chemistry and the chemistry has become too important to us because we're experienced enough to know how important it is. Mm-hmm. And the, I know it's very confusing for the men in our lives to understand how we can, you know, between us occasionally just fuck each other right? and then hang out and go on vacations and like all kinds of other random stuff that's just together. And it never really even crosses our mind or maybe it's a glimmer like, Oh yeah, we did that once, but it, it doesn't become a part of the conversation. It's not the basis for our friendship. It doesn't define it in any way. Yeah, is it's it just, like being threatened or is it more like a fantasy? It's like, is it like they? there's this like, they must be fucking right now and fingering each other at the movies. <laughs> As they walk through the Lower East Side doing window right, shopping. Right, exactly. Just, just scissoring away. Well, first of all. In the dressing room. First of all. That would be hot. I should say that it's because... I, I'm friends with a lot of my exes, and I, I wouldn't say exes. I've, I'm I'm good friends with people who I've had sexual experiences with, right? Like close friends with them. But when I'm, it, there was a period of time when that had to end. The sexual experiences had to end for anything to that was non-sexual to happen, right? Once the sexual experiences ended, then you had this period of maybe awkwardness or something like that. But eventually the, we got over that and then we became just friends. There was no, oh, hey, we're just friends. And cause like, <laughs> and then, oh, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck your ass. And then, all right, then we're gonna go be back for friends again. There was, there was no, there was no long, you <laughs> no know, middle ground. There's no, <laughs> right, ground. Right. There's there's no, no jumping was, back there, to it. It's a right. binary on or off switch, right? That's it. I, I mean, I can understand what you're saying. Maybe it takes a special group of women to be sure. able to do that. And that's why I, I'm that, not sure. Maybe it's how we met because we weren't personally involved with each other. None of us ever dated or anything, but mm-hmm. we were always sharing these um, experiences and tales and just ideas that were of a very sexual nature and in so many ways we're on the same page and then a lot of us identify as either bisexual or hetero flexible and you know here we are just this group of women that we can all look at each other and enjoy each other as individuals but also say hey my friend is hot right and you know what I don't feel like cruising Craigslist for some lesbo action, so I'm just going to call my hot friend and we're going to know that it's going to be totally platonic and won't affect our friendship and nobody's going to get jealous or whatever. Maybe we just, because of how we all met, we just feel very safe having these encounters with each other. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. I mean, we've seen some pretty sexy stuff in the room together without us being sexy together. So, right, yeah. maybe it was like that is it, warming up 
desensitization. I don't know what that is. I think but... it's warming up. I'm like, what the hell is that? It sounds hot, I think, or gross. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, what that is. It's, But it is interesting that I've been in relationships where people have been threatened by that. Yeah, like the various men that I've dated just while you and I have been friends, mm-hmm. each one of them has seemed so utterly perplexed right? by the, oh, I'm hanging out with Natasha and oh, at this play party next week, I'm bringing my strap on and I'm going to fuck the shit out of her. And, and then a couple nights later, she's just going to come over for dinner and we're going to watch a movie and it'll just be friends and just hanging yeah, out. Yeah, but I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell, <laughs> so you exactly, I, I'll tell you exactly why. That's non-monogamy, right? That's exactly why. Um, but monogamy wasn't necessarily expected in those relationships. Well, no, but I'll give you an example. Because this exactly thing, same thing happened with us, right? And you said the word, I am monogamous. You said those did words. I, did yes. I? I don't you know. You said those words, I'm monogamous. <laughs> I, I, I don't I And don't so that I it's just like, that. really? So that's, that's interesting. Not that it's like a horrible thing, I but it's also non-monogamy. I don't care who you are. You'd have to be batshit fucking crazy to think that's monogamy in any way, shape, or form. Not that there's anything bad with what it is, okay, but it's definitely not monogamy. Right? <laughs> that's interesting. It's not monogamy. You and know up I mean? until uh, 30 seconds ago, I was like, fuck Polly. Right. Polly sucks. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, it's not, mon- I mean, I'm not saying there's anything but wrong with what that is. But something else also. That's having vested relationships with multiple people. Oh, that's true. Versus that's true. having an or open relationship. Open relationship or whatever. So that's why that's why it's confusing to some people. Well, I think um, going back to uh, partners not understanding how two friends, close friends, can just hang out almost exclusively just as friends, and every once in a while, fuck. It's because like maybe once a year, maybe right. twice a year, if right. it's a if it's a really exciting year. Yeah, exactly, it's <laughs> you know? a big year. It's not even like once a month or anything, right? Maybe it's because they couldn't imagine being in that situation where they wouldn't want to fuck that person every time they saw them. That's possible, yeah. You know, that I mean, that makes sense. That they're like, well, how could you just hang out with her? If you had this amazing, if you had eight orgasms with her that one night, like, why wouldn't you just have sure. eight orgasms every time you hang out with her? There. So <laughs> so I, I have only one other question. Or actually, two other questions. Yes. You might have more Twitter questions, too. Did you have any, any more about the girls' night? Anything more? I don't. I mean, I think it's dangerous to even dis- advertise the girls' night. Oh wait, uh, Mistress Alex was one one to know if you're wearing panties right now. Mm. Damn, I don't even have a clever one for that. Wait, let me think. Let me think. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I can't think of a good one. Wait, is this like an inside joke? No. Oh, she's just asking if you're wearing. She's panties. just asking if I'm wearing panties. Is there a difference between panties and underwear? Yes. Not really. It's semantics. Yeah, Because exactly. I've heard some people say it's panties if it's like lacy and sexy. Panties are sexy. Like granny underwear, if you're like we're wearing something, like that, that's, those aren't panties. Those are granny panties. Those are granny pa- but, but they're, they're still panties. panties. Still panties. They're still panties. And there's boy shorts, which... Are those not panties? I mean, they don't have panties in the name, but if you were going to say... You wouldn't say, I'm going to take my boy shorts off. You'd say, I'm going to take my panties off. Yeah, you'd be like, look at my cute... I would say, like, look at my cute little panties. <laughs> Tell her I'm wearing cute little panties. I'm wearing polka dot, top and bottom. There you go. I'm wearing lace panties. Turquoise lace panties. I'm wearing Turquoise cute little nice. panties. Very peacocky. Yeah. Peacocky. <laughs> you said cock. <laughs> 
So, so two questions. Unless, is there anything else about this? No. Um, I mean, first off, I hope you're you're willing to have a recorded conversation with us again in the future. Absolutely. With a, in, in your ideal world, Alex said "slut" to your. <laughs> um, what? Where do you want? Like your photography, where, where do you want to be with it? Is, is there like, do you have like a, an end goal or, or, or do you just like what I imagine is the answer? Just taking photos of experiences. You don't want to have like some sort of, this is where I want it to be someday. Hmm. Or, or is there like an ideal? Do you want it to be in a... I, I do. I mean, I, I, I don't really think big picture. I think more like short-term goals. It's always the way I've been. I guess with going with that whole experience... Um, theme that I have going mm-hmm. with my life so yeah I, I'd like for it to be published and I'd like to be in more shows and I'd like to do some more editorial work and you know I'd like I'd, I want it I want it all have you considered self-publishing it. I mean I am self-publishing you are self-publishing yeah well I am in the process of self-publishing oh congratulations yeah. yeah so if someone's listening right now they can just We'll have a link on your website. Mm-hmm. They can also follow you on Twitter. We'll have a link to that there. I and then, and do you know what the theme of this self-published work is going to be? Or it is. It's it's pretty much what I was talking about before. How like trying to take photographs between the lines of something interesting that's happening, whether it be in like a a kink scene or something wonderful that I ate in Jamaica. And um, just kind of pairing that, and it turns out to be a lot of just decadence and experiences that I have, and it's hard to explain. But <laughs> Do you have a name for it yet? Right now, the working title is Seeing Things, but I think it's going to be called Lists. Because I'm, yeah, I'm a big list. I like to check things off the list, experiences. So that's what pretty much all of those things were. Is I was checking them off the list. Well, now I have to ask: Do you have anything on your list now that you have to check off? Oh, that's a good question. Or can you list some things that are on your list mm. that have yet to be checked off? Well, being published. Right. Um, I actually would really like to be. I'd like to do some work for Skin Two. That's on the list. Skin 2 is... Uh, Skin 2 is a fetish publication. Okay. Um, what else on the list? Uh, sexual experiences. I, I've, I've, pretty, I've checked a lot of them off. I don't know what more I could possibly do. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. I hope you're... And I know it sounds like you're going to leave. You're not leaving now. We're going to hang out. We're going to mm-hmm. watch Gentleman Broncos. Because mm-hmm. you've never seen Gentleman Broncos. That's right. <laughs> and, um, and I hope you're willing to do this again sometime. I would love to. Ta-da! Yay! Thank you, Natasha. You can find her website, uh, nastybydesign.com. Uh, you can also find a link to it. If you can't write it down, you can just go to mastercast.com. You can find a link to it on uh, the podcast website. Click on Donate if you love what you hear. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.